Boy, oh boy, are you guys in for a treat this week. This podcast episode, I'm so excited that I got to do this and I, I can't wait for you to hear it. This is probably the best masterclass that I have led. I think it's definitely one of the most immediately implementable in terms of everything. You can implement almost everything from this masterclass today. And what we talked about was selling in the DMs, which if you hear that phrase, how to sell in the DMs, how to sell in the private messages, you know, using social media to sell through private messages, you have some kind of reaction to that. Nine out of 10 times, it's not a good reaction. And that's why I created this masterclass to change the perspective on what it really means to sell through the DMs. Because believe it or not, it's the opposite of what you're probably thinking and definitely the opposite of what you're used to receiving. So many of you know, I model my entire business and help my clients also model their sales process on the relationship selling model versus the traditional sales model. Now there's a podcast a couple of episodes ago that goes into this. And also you'll hear me mention in the podcast, relationship selling mini mind that I've created that's actually running in the months of May, June, and July, like mid-May through mid-July. And it is specifically focused on tangible, actionable steps for you to increase your sales, get more clients, generate more revenue. It is a complete focus and deep dive on sales, doing things like selling in the DMs, networking more efficiently, following up more effectively, having more structured and efficient sales calls. Just, I'm so excited about this. I have spent the past month putting this together. It is an incredible program. You can head to the link in the show notes just to get on the wait list. And when you're on the wait list, I'll email you to find out if you're a good fit because it's only for people who are at a certain stage in their business. And I don't mean like you have to have a lot of money or you have to have a lot of clients. It's a certain mindset that you need to be at in your business. And also it's only for 10 people because I give a huge amount of individual attention in this program. We're talking weekly, like every other week, hot seats. You have daily access to me through a client coaching portal to get immediate feedback. I'm really excited about this. And it's one of my most affordable programs. So if you head to the show notes, check it out. I would love to have you in it. But this is kind of a class that gives you a taste of what it means to change your perspective, flip to a relationship selling model in everything you do. And I have gotten more feedback from this masterclass than almost any other masterclass. And I've gotten a lot of feedback, guys, from my masterclass. So I think you're really going to enjoy this, how to sell in the DMs, how to build real authentic relationships using direct message, using private message, what that means, what you can do today. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about this. Really, please. Take time after this particular episode and email me at Rita at Rita Mimi Do It dot com. Rita at Rita Mimi Do It dot com. And just let me know one aha, one takeaway, one action that you took as a result of this. And if you really enjoyed this course, I or this masterclass, I will create more. I'll create more masterclasses. Like this technical, this tangible for you. It's almost like a break it down with Rita episode, but times. 25 <laughs> because I give you step-by-step -step everything you need to know to implement this as part of your sales strategy today. I have never really shared a masterclass that I've taught before as a podcast episode, so I'm really excited to 
do this. The timing of it just worked out perfectly. And again, if you really want to take this deeper, message me or get on the wait list for the Relationship Selling Mini Mind. It starts soon. It starts mid-May. And there are already three spots sold. They're almost four, maybe five. So we're almost halfway full. So if you want to see if you're a good fit for this group, definitely message me sooner than later. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another masterclass. This is the Selling in the DMs masterclass, which sounds so like the title of it just sounds kind of sleazy, right? Like how to sell in the DMs, because we've all gotten those DMs before that are super sleazy. But that's kind of exactly my point is like, that's exactly what you don't do. But right as you'll hear, it's very opposite of the title, because the way that you turn connections on social media into clients is by not having the attachment of turning your connections <laughs> into clients. So if you don't have the connection, and if that's not your motivation, but yet that's what you kind of ultimately want to do, like, how does that all, all work? And it always comes back to the difference between the traditional selling model, which is dead, because that selling model is so dead, or relationship selling. So no matter what your intention is, for today, whether it's to learn how to start the conversations, to come away with an understanding of if it can really work, to know how to pivot them, and to see what is the difference between kind of spam, sleazy, traditional selling in the DMs versus like relationship selling in the DMs. That's what we're gonna, that's what we're gonna talk about. But the relationship selling mini mind, I do want to talk about. This is something that I have currently started emailing certain people who I know are a good fit uh, for this program. And I'm doing a private invite. There are only, there are only 10 spots as of right now. There are only seven spots uh, remaining. I three, three of them filled up before the 24 hours of inviting the first people. But I put this out here because selling in the DMs is a part of the relationship selling model. I'm not teaching the entire relationship selling model here, but I have created a mini mind that people may or may not be a good fit for. So if after we go through this and we're going to hit on different things where I'm like, we go deeper into that in the mini mind, we go to, if you want to know more about it, just feel free to put your email or uh, in the chat or message me. But I want you to know, this isn't the whole picture. You're not going to get every single point you need to like easily and, and convert like with ease over and over and over again in the DMs or out of the DMs. But I think you will have a different way of looking at selling in the DMs. And that's my hope for you is that you will have a different perspective. You will have some tools that you can put into practice immediately and you will feel very different about it. But the relationship selling mastermind is a high touch mini mind. Uh, that's why I'm limiting it to 10 people. And it helps you do this, develop trusted relationships so that you can consistently flow in revenue in a way that doesn't feel sleazy. Where, if that's in the DMs or other places. 
As many of you just said, when I asked them, for those of you who just joined and kind of joined late, feel free to type in the chat, what made you sign up for this class? A lot of people already shared their answers. They said, you know, I just want Rita to prove me wrong. I don't think you can sell in a way that feels good. In the DMs, some people said, I'm just curious how you actually turn conversations into sales. Everybody had a different, slightly different reason for being here. Feel free to add that into the chat if you've just joined. But I've heard people say, right, that selling in private message is spammy, it's sleazy, it's awkward. It's inauthentic. These are all words I've heard. Rita, I don't want to do this. It's spammy. It's sleazy. It's awkward. It's inauthentic. It's pushy, right? So I just want to set the expectation right away. Here is what we are not talking about today. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I see that you're a business coach, and I help business coaches get clients through my seven-step process, and I'd really love to talk to you more about it. Like, here's a link. Like, hook up with me, and we'll chat. Not talking about that kind of message, not not talking about that kind of message at all. I'm also not talking about, oh my God, oh my God, I love your IG account. I love your style. These are all DMs I've gotten, but I guess, have you heard of my course? Have you heard of my course that helps you get more clients and make six figures? Because I'd love to have you in it. You're a perfect fit. Like click here and sign up. All from people I've never talked to before. All from people I never, I never talked to before. I also get this one. Hi, love. <laughs> Hi, love. I am loving your account. Do, do you love how I just add the voices to it? Hi, love. I'm loving your account. I'd love to see how we can support one another. How can we support one another? Which I know is immediately like code for, let me tell you all about the thing that I'm selling, right? So that I can get you to buy it. Um, and I see the other answers, right? I want to s- step up my game. I'm not afraid to sell in the DMs. I would love to use this as a tool. <laughs> Somebody thinks they got the same exact messages as me, right? And Julie also, it's hard not to add the voices, right? Here's the last one I'm going to share that we're not talking about. I just checked out your work and I am so impressed. Your podcast is so great. I can help get you interviewed and featured on even more podcasts as a thought leader in your industry. Just schedule a call. Just schedule a call with me right here. I'm not talking about any of those, okay? So let's just get this out of the way before we go in, right? Don't ever start a DM with the intent to sell. That's the opposite of though, of like the name of this class, right? But how do you do that? That's what we're going to talk about. You cannot start a DM attached to the outcome of, and I want this person to be my client and I want them to sign up for this class and I'm so attached to it. I'm doing this only to get the sale. I'm doing this to get the end result. Don't ever start a DM with that intention. Don't ever start a DM to pitch something. Same thing. You're not, the DM isn't about pitching your service, pitching your product, pitching you. Don't start a DM attached, again, attached to the outcome. We're not attached. It would be nice. It's like a byproduct. If you do this right, the byproduct of this is that you will get sales through the conversations that you're having in the DM. It is not the purpose of starting a DM with somebody. Okay. So I want to clarify that. The power of communicating in the DMs, though is huge for your business. And if you have the wrong perspective around this, or you you can't unattach from it's spammy, it's sleazy because of the kind of messages I shared with you, right? If you can't like move past that and reframe your perspective, you're leaving a lot of opportunity on the table. You're leaving a lot of positive benefits for your business just unrealized. And so the power of communicating in the DMs, it creates connection 
in a way, unlike anything else, it can really build loyalty. It generates quality leads, right? Not just leads. It generates quality leads. But here's the thing. It's hard to know what to say. It's hard to know how to say it and when to say it, right? That's why you guys are all here. And so that's what we're talking about. So today we're going to cover this. We are going to cover starting conversations, pivoting conversations, because I heard that come up. I can start them, but how do you pivot them? Closing the sale, which I know, again, it sounds counterintuitive, but again, that's not the purpose. It's more like, hey, after I start and I pivot, it's actually... Somebody actually wants to work with me, right? So what do I do at that point? It's kind of like when that happens as a byproduct, what do you do? And of course, at all times, the mindset for success. Now, the traditional sales model, if you weren't in my last masterclass, it was about the relationship selling model and the difference between the traditional sales model and the relationship selling model. The traditional sales model was focused on the sale above everything else. It's all about getting the sale. That was the end result. That's the desired outcome. That is the only thing that you're focused on. And you you keep going until you get that, right? But the relationship selling model is about trust. It's about establishing trust. That's a mutual thing between two people. It's about rapport. It's about developing and allowing the natural rapport between you and this other person develop. It's about providing value and being a value. And it's about equal energy exchange there, which we'll talk about. It's about genuine relationships, right? It's not genuine if you have an outcome attached. When I was a dating coach, so again, if you're single out there, congratulations, you're going you're gonna to get a twofer, you're going to get a twofer for this. But it was like dating in terms of when people would say, I love you because they wanted to hear it back. That's manipulation. You're not saying it just because you feel it and that's what you want to say. When you're saying it to hear something back, you're being manipulative, right? It's the same thing in the DMs. If you're saying something because you are expecting and wanting something back, you are being manipulative and you will be let down if you don't get that. Instead, you need to show up as a person right? Who does this because it is in alignment with your core values. And I don't mean DMing is going to be a core value. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like nobody has on their core value list sending DMs all day long. It's if genuine relationships are a core value, establishing real relationships based on trust and rapport and value and making these really deep connections. If that is a core value of yours, then you show up and do this because it's who you are not because of what you get, right? It's because of who you are, not because of what you get. Again, with dating, I used to hear people say, but I don't want to be, I can't trust somebody or I can't, because I don't want to be taken advantage of. I've been taken advantage of before. I've given my heart before and I just don't want that to happen again. And so I build this wall up and I'm like, okay, look, you give love, not because you're going to get it back. You give trust and love and because that's who you are as a person. And if that's who you are and you're operating from your core value, you can never be taken advantage of. You're only taken advantage of when it was a tit for tat, when you thought you'd get something back from doing something and you don't get it. And then you feel taken advantage of, right? That's the mindset around this genuine relationships, right? Not to get something back. It's also about being of service. And we're going we're to talk about that. So I want you to keep these things in mind as we move through this. 
quality is more important than quantity. When it comes to direct messages, you need to target your messages. And we'll talk about that. You have to reverse engineer. You have to know what your desired result is, and then you have to detach from it. Okay. So this is a part that people feel a little, but it's a mindset piece. It's kind of like when I reach out to people to invite them into, let's say this relationship selling mini mind, let's say that you guys, some of you have gotten an invite maybe, and some of you might get the invite if I think it's a good fit for you, right? But let's say that I'm inviting people into the relationship selling mastermind. I have to know that the purpose of why I'm messaging you is ultimately, ultimately, because I think you would be a good fit for the mastermind, but I, I, the mini mind, but I also have to be detached from whether you join the mini mind or not. I have to believe that if I just show up and invite people who are a good fit and that it's going to be a good solution for people, that the right people will register and it will fill. I will not get let down or have an expectation that a specific individual will end up being an individual in the mini mind, right? But you do have to know your desired result when you are starting conversations because it will help focus the conversation. And everybody loves focused conversations in general, in life. Nobody, how many of you, I'm curious, it could just be me. And I don't know how many people talk on the phone anymore, right? I'm of Gen X. We still have phone conversations. But how many of you remember at a certain age, like when we were young, we loved the unfocused conversations on the phone all night long, right? When your friend would call and you would just chat for hours on the real landline in your house for hours and hours, right? About nothing, about absolutely nothing. But at a certain point, those phone calls started getting a little annoying as an adult, right? Where it's unfocused. Somebody will just call and go, hey, hey, what's going on? And you're like, nothing. Like, what? what's up? <laughs> and they're like, not, not much. What's going on? And you're like, what is the purpose of this call at a certain point? Right. And I think that Stacy just got it right. Time becomes more valuable to us, right? Because there's more filling up our time than when we're younger. We really do appreciate focused conversations, even in personal areas of our lives. Even when you go out for a drink with a girlfriend, you might not know what you're going to talk about, but you know, the purpose is just to catch up, to see what's been going on, you know, to talk about things like everybody knows what the purpose is, even if it's not perfectly defined. So we're going to talk about reverse engineering it, but let's talk about starting the conversations. Okay. Starting the conversations. When you're starting a conversation, you are focused on creating connections. You're focused on engaging with people. Okay. So interactive engagement with people. You're focused on learning when you are starting a conversation. Here's where your focus is engaging inner, like true interaction, learning, supporting someone. Those are the three main things. Okay. Before I move on to the side, engaging, learning, supporting, that is your purpose. That is your motivation whenever you are starting or initiating conversations. But what are the ways to start conversations on social media? Now we're saying DM, that's an IG term, right? Like hit me up in the DM. Same is true for Facebook messages or LinkedIn messages or even email, like private messages, right? We're we're using the phrase DM because Instagram is more set up for it. A lot of the tools I'm going to talk about are Instagram related, but you can convert this over to other platforms, just FYI. But what are some of the ways that you've started conversations on social? So let's go into it. Ways to start conversations. 
from a place of connection. The first most powerful thing to do doesn't even involve you creating anything. It's engaging on other people's content. Engaging on other people's content, okay? But here's the thing. Okay, so let me go back to chat. This is, it's like you guys are my friends, you're my people. So I can just, I love doing masterclasses because I love all of you guys. I'm like so informal. Leah is like, after commenting on their photos, I ask about their product inspiration. Um, and then Julie, so Leah, well, I'll ask in a minute. Julie says, we ha- hi, we have a few connections in common. Awesome. Like just messaging out of a place of connection. Like, hey, you went to the same school as me or hey, that's the rapport piece, right? Commenting on other people's stuff, engaging on other people's stuff, but indirect messages, guys, in the direct message. So, so many people will see somebody's photo. Like, let's say that I post, um, I don't know, a quote, uh, a read a quote, like to sell more, you need to sell more, right? Like, if you want to make more sales, you have to sell more, right? And let's say that Leah comments on it and she's like, that's such a great quote, right? But if she wanted to strike up a private message with me, the best thing to do would be private message me that, DM me that, say, Rita, like maybe share it to the private message to me and put a note with it saying, I loved this quote. Here's why it resonated with me. You start the conversation in the private chat instead of commenting on the comments. It will help you stand out. It will help turn your comment into more of a conversation because sometimes if like three or four people comment on a feed post, the person who posted it will just go and comment a happy face, a smiley face, a yay, or a thank you or whatever, as opposed to like a meaningful conversation. But instead, if like in this example, Leah messages me and says, Rita, I love this quote and here's why I love it. Tell me like, how did you get that mindset around it? Or so she asks another question at the end to engage me in further conversation, okay, in further conversation. Um, Rosie says, I never know what to cast in the direct messages or even on content, right? People who write good content make it easy for you because they ask a specific question. What is your favorite mindset trick? What is your favorite productivity tool? What social media platforms have worked well for you? Or tell me, like, do you love coffee or tea or so find the hook and guys this is important too like are you making it easy for people to talk to you are you making it easy for people to talk to you by putting a hook on your own posts that make it easy for people to respond but even if they don't if they just share the quote if it if it was just here are three tips here you comment about that thing right so you would send a direct message saying just saw your post about three ways to be more productive I love number one. Number one was a great po, a great tip. I can't wait to try it. Or like, hey, I tried it and it worked and, right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or like if somebody posts a photo of their dog, right? Message in the DM, your dog is so cute. What kind of dog is that? Or like where, you know, your that photo, because for you to comment on it, it popped out at you. It's authentic, right? It popped out at you. You stopped, you looked at it. You're like, oh my gosh, like, what park is that? That's such a beautiful park. Where were you when you took that photo, right? Like just normal kind of questions that engage on the thing that they posted about. But starting by engaging on other people's stories, the same thing that automatically goes to their DM, right? Don't just love it or, or watch it. Like send a message about it, right? Engage on their polls, but then, or engage in their questions on their stories, but take it further. Remember a conversation, Who's ever been on a date? I'm going to always go to the dating stuff because I was a dating coach. 
where you asked all the questions and they didn't ask a damn thing about you. (laughs) Those were the worst dates ever. You're like, so tell me, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And then you're like, so blah, 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 blah. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. Great. Okay. Right. And you're like, um, okay. Are you interested in me? Or (laughs) Julie's like, I'm so glad I'm married. Are you interested in me or not? I need to know, right? But you don't want that to happen. So if this person has asked a question and you write back and you don't ask another question, what you're really doing is putting the onus on this other person who started the conversation with their post or with their story to continue the conversation. And I want you to take into account how you feel when somebody puts the onus on you to always be the one to move the conversation forward. Every interaction should be moving it forward. Okay. Every interaction should be doing something to move the conversation forward. So that's where you asking another question to continue the conversation. If I post a picture of pancakes and you, and all of you are like, Rita needs to be my client. I want Rita to be my client. Maybe you're like, I would love to have Rita as a client. And I post a picture of freaking pancakes, right? Rosie can message me and say, Oh my God, did you bake those pancakes? <laughs> Yourself, those pancakes look so good. Did you bake those pancakes yourself? Now I'm gonna write back. No, oh my god, no, I don't know. I don't know how to cook, right? I don't know how to cook. Like I ordered them, and it's like, oh, she could write back and say, Oh, me too. Where's your favorite place to order from? Right? Like it it's just gonna be that you help move the conversation forward. So one of the best ways again, engagement on other people's content in the direct message, and that can be through their feed post or so on other people's stuff. Okay. Now we're talking about your feed posts. So you're posting on Facebook or you're posting on Instagram, you're posting wherever, right? Make sure again that you have a solid hook, but don't just put the hook at the end. I'm not the best at this, right? Don't just put the question at the end because sometimes people don't read down enough. So ask a question at the beginning, like, what are your favorite social media platforms? Like, here's one, here's one that I love, blah, 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 blah. Tip, 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 tip. Okay, great. Like, so comment below with your favorite social media platform, right? When somebody comments on your feed post, respond to that comment in a DM, right? If this is not like when I'm saying you're going to qualify this a little bit, when you look at the person, obviously if they're engaging on your feed post, they're they're interested in the topic you're talking about, making them most likely a good fit for something for you in some kind of way, right? So moving that to the DM can be really powerful. Say, oh my gosh, like, I love that you shared that platform. I've never tried that one before. Tell me, is there anything else that you think I should know about or whatever? So instead of just commenting on their comment, Use your feed post to start the conversation, but move that conversation and continue it in the DMs. To engagement on other people's content, guys, spend about 10 minutes a day on this. That's it. Allocate about 10 minutes a day. You will see a real result if you engage from a meaningful place on other people's content. You're going to have a lot of luck if you're engaging on your own followers' content, people who follow you, right? You might follow some of them, but also people you don't follow, who follow you, you're going to have a lot of success success there, but it can also be from people who don't even follow you at all to start building awareness of you. So spend about 10 minutes a day, respond to the DMs and make it personal, right? With a feed post again, you're going to say comment below. That's the conversation starter. The conversation moves, okay, over to to the DMs. Then you have stories. 
There are a lot of different things, guys, that can happen in stories on Instagram and to some extent in Facebook. So a great way to start conversations is in a story. You can obviously just have a verbal kind of hook, a verbal call to action. So if I'm doing a story and I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, I'm doing a masterclass today or I'm doing a masterclass next week on selling in the DMs, I would love to know, do you love selling in the DMs? Like message me, let me know, say yes or no, right? Or tell me your favorite place to brunch or what's your favorite exercise or do you love coffee or tea? Do you know a great decaf? Do you know whatever it is to start the conversation? Telling people to message you, it's good. Using captions is important too. Most people watch video, including stories, with the sound off. Here's kind of an interesting side note on captions. There have been some studies done because social media geeks do these studies. A lot of people are bouncing because the captions take too long. So, you know, the like if I'm talking and the captions are going and it's like, hey, great, and it's going along with my talk. People are thinking short attention spans, it takes too long. So if you actually type out the caption yourself and put it in a static text block where people can just snap a photo of it, or they can just read it real quick at their their pace and not the pace by which you're speaking, more people are watching and consuming your stories in full and longer. So side note, captions sound great. Captions are actually also losing a lot of people as opposed to just the solid text. So side note, but right? You can, you need to have some way that if people aren't listening with video, I mean, with audio, they can still understand what you're saying and engage with you. Okay. Um, Also quizzes. There is a quiz feature in stories. This is my favorite way to start a conversation. Let's say that I know I want people to register for my, this class for the uh, selling from the DMs masterclass. Okay. And I'm going to my followers on my feed to hopefully get them to register, right? If I do a story and I'm just like, I'd let, and I put a quiz in it, I'd love to know, how do you feel about selling from the DMs? So gross, would never do it. Like intrigued, want to learn more, like tried it once, it didn't work. Whatever it is, I put options and somebody votes. Here's what most people do. They just look at the votes and take that information in. But here's what I do. I see the votes and then I send a message to the person in the DM and use that for conversation starter. Oh, hey, Crystal, I see that selling in the DMs feels terrible to you. And you're like, I don't think I'd ever do it. I'd love to know why. Would you mind sharing with me why? Right? Like, or hey, what's your biggest challenge in your business right now? Time, um, getting your first client, uh, getting a speaking engagement. And if people answer, then I can continue a conversation like, hey, I see that getting a speaking engagement is your biggest challenge right now. I'd love to know why. What's hard about that? Is it finding where to speak? Is it uh, blah, blah, blah? And now I, my favorite phrase, guys, blah, blah, blah. Is it blah, blah, blah? And then people write back, right? So using quizzes as the opener, not just information gathering, but ask a question that you know you're going to want to talk more about with someone. If I if I say, hey, did you see my relationship selling mini mine? I'd love to know if you didn't sign up for it, what's the reason, right? I might put time is the issue. Money is the issue. I'm not sure if this is a good fit for me. I don't think this will help with my goals. What mini mind. Are you talking about Rita? Right. And somebody votes. Now I can use that as a conversation starter. Like, Hey, thanks so much for voting. I see that you said time is an issue for you and why you didn't sign up. I'd love to know, is it okay for me to ask you another question about that? 
To which, so I can get more information around that. And people are like, sure, go ahead. And then I'll say, is it that you, the time of the meeting is wrong? Is it that X, Y, and Z is right? And now I've opened up a conversation that could very easily lead to me overcoming that objection for them by answering the question with the information they didn't know and have them go, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I could totally, just like this class, like, I didn't know you were going to send the replay. I didn't register because I thought, well, I can't be there live. But if you're sending the replay, cool, I'll go register, right? So open the conversation through something like quizzes. Polls are the same thing. Polls are the same thing. If people vote yes or no, don't just look at it or whatever your options are for your poll. Comment in a DM to those people and say, hey, thanks so much for voting on my poll. I'd love to know, is it okay for me to whatever? Or like, I'm curious why that was your answer. Or would you be willing to share more about that? Or could I ask you one clarifying question? Or whatever makes sense to continue that conversation and keep it going. When you're doing stories, if you notice that someone loves your story, if they they are loving, message them back. If you notice that someone's always looking at your stories every day, message them. Hey, I and you don't know them, right? Like, I mean, obviously like for some of you, I talk to you guys every day and I know that you're looking at my stories every day. I'm not going to message you every day and, and say this, but like, if I'm like, Hey, Stacy, I noticed that you're really checking out my stories a lot. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'd love to know what kind of content are you enjoying the most, right? Like that's a conversation starter. That's an opener. The question, sticker that both in Facebook, Instagram, there's a question sticker, right? Asking a question again. And even if you just do this as a post in a feed on LinkedIn or something like that, asking a question, when they comment, move your next comment on their comment into the direct messages, right? Um, if, If you do an ask me anything and somebody asks a question, don't just answer it on stories or video like some people do, but then send that video or story where you answer their question to them in a DM and say, hey, just in case you weren't able to watch my stories for the rest of the day, and you might have missed this, I wanted you to see it. Also, thank you. It was such a great question. I really appreciate you submitting it. I'd love to know, like, where was the motivation for that question or whatever makes sense to ask as the next thing. Um, People, so that people who engage a lot on yours, your story, Start a conversation with them in the DM by thanking them, acknowledging them, seeing them, asking them more questions about what they love about your stories or your content, what their favorite kind of story is to open that door. I mean, number one, it's great information. Number two, you're just having a conversation. Then you can ask more about them. Think about if you were just sitting at a table with somebody in person, right? The way you would just start up a conversation. So again, under stories, you have the verbal calls to action, a hook that people can message you with the answer to, quizzes that people respond to, and then you acknowledge their response in a DM and start a conversation. Same with polls, same with the question sticker. When people are watching frequently your stories or they love one of your stories, acknowledge it in a DM, start a conversation with it. Then you have using your close friends list. How many of you use a close friends list? For business, (laughs) for business and not personal close friends. Anyone, anyone, you could type it in chat. Yes or no. You guys are around. Hopefully you're all just on your Instagram right now doing a poll or something to start a, to start a conversation. The close friends list is a great feature that can help you build deeper relationships with potential clients, right? With potential clients. So, um, the people who do watch your stories all the time, add them to close friends. 
the people who heart your stories, add them to close friends, the people who comment on your posts, add them to close friends, the people who interact on your polls, add them to close friends, right? The people who are interacting with you in some way, add them to close friends. Also, the people who you want to have interact with you, add them to close friends because it actually helps prioritize you showing up for them because you've tagged them as a close friend, even if they haven't like marked you as a close friend back. Stacey, like I do a poll at all times. Is it too much to add polls and questions to each story slide? I mean, I wouldn't, you can, I wouldn't do it to every single one. Kind of like, you don't always want to have the same call to action on every single post. You want to kind of make it different. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that if it's an all the time thing, people will start getting, uh, people will start feeling like I can just catch her on the next one. I can just catch her on the next one. If it's a frequent thing, but not an every time thing, right? People are more likely to interact on it because they'll be like, oh, she must really need me to interact on this, right? If people aren't interacting on them, guys, we, we it sounds terrible. I'm going to use the word train. I don't really mean this, but like we teach people, we train people how to interact with us. We have to tell people. So like, I'll go, hey, did you not vote on this basket? Go back, go back. Like, hey, why did you not vote on, like if you didn't vote on that thing before, I really need you to go back. I really need you to go back and do it. Like, it really means a lot to me when here's how I use this information. If I see that somebody watched it and didn't interact, that in itself is a conversation opener. Like, hey, Leah, no worries. Nobody's required to vote on my poll, but I'm just curious. Is it because the the topic didn't interest you or is it just you just didn't have time to really vote on polls? Like that will help me use polls better in the future. And now I've used their lack of interacting on a poll or a question if it's definitely that somebody I was hoping would interact on it to ask why and to start a conversation and people will usually respond and answer. Um, But the close friends list, if you add people to it, they are more likely to see. And then you can also create special content that they're seeing that other people aren't seeing, making it more likely that you have more openers to like go deeper with them in the DM. So close friend list, start using it for all of the people who are interacting with you and also the people who you would like to have be interacting with you. And here's another thing. If you want like your highlights to show up to people, your stories to show up to people, go into their story and comment on one of their stories by engaging. If they follow you back, now your story will actually show in a more prioritized location in the story feed. So it's all about engaging on other people's stuff, right? That's always going to be the number one rule. Engage on other people's stuff. And in turn, if you engage substantively, they're going to start noticing you and they're going to be more likely to pay attention to your stuff and want to return the favor. It's the law of reciprocity. They're going to be more likely to return the favor and engage on your stuff right back for you. So the close friends list is a valuable tool for that. Group chats, guys. Do you guys use group chats for things other than back channels on Clubhouse or, you know, a party planning situation, right? I will tell you what one of the best group chat features is actually for more than it is just putting a bunch of people together that could be a good fit for like a masterclass or a program, referral partners, people who could be good referral partners, people who have the same target market as you, but use that market, like they do something different. So like maybe your market are are solo-based service uh, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who sell a service who are solo, solo entrepreneurs like me, right? But maybe you do social media for them, or maybe you're an accountant, or maybe you're a bookkeeper. Maybe you help them with a podcast, or you help them publish a book. You help them do things that I don't help them do. 
if I started a group chat for people like that, right, I could say, hey, like just putting this here because we all share the same target market. And I think this could be a really great place for us to share information and like events and what's going on and blah, blah, blah. And I started blah, blah, blah. And I started that conversation. Right now, people are going to probably engage. Will these people be my clients? Probably not. That's not the purpose. The purpose is just to build real connections and relationships and trust that the right things will flow in from all kinds of ways, from there or not, right? But now I have a place where it's easier for me to share and say, hey, this post, I thought, Rafi, this post would be a good post for you to comment on, right? Like, And I'm making it easy for you to go engage on other people's stuff and start conversations with them. And now you're more likely to pay attention to my stuff. The more engagement I get, the better. Then you might also refer to me. So like using a group chat in that kind of way is a very, very powerful thing. And you can have a couple of different group chats. Maybe, you know, five podcast people who you'd really love to be in a group chat with as a, like, think about a referral group, right? And you know, five, you're like, but which one am I going to put in? We'll have five different little groups where you have a podcast person in each one, right? And so five podcast people all in one. Um, Your follower list, guys, I can't tell you, there's so much power in your follower list. How do you start a conversation? How many of you have done this? messaged every single person, at least every person that doesn't look like a spam account, right? That doesn't look like a spam account, but messaged them a private message saying, thank you so much for following me and my account. Like, I really appreciate you. And I'm curious, like, is there anything that I can, any value I can give you in the type of content I'm putting out or in the types of things that I'm offering my followers or my blah, blah, blah. Like, but I, whether you respond or not, just know you're really appreciated. And I really thank you so much for following me. How many of you have done that? These people chose to follow you. They have opted in. It's not a cold call. It's not a cold outreach. These people have said, hey, if somebody takes enough time to hit the follow button and you look at their account and you know it's not like a naked girl or like a bikini top girl that's like, sexy lady XXX. And you're like, okay, whatever, right? But like, if you know it's a genuine account, even if it doesn't look like it could be a good fit client, if it's a genuine account, these people took time to hit follow, to have your stuff show up in their feed, to like see it, right? Even if they're not engaging on it, they still selected you. That's a huge deal. And one that you should be thanking people for when you should be, right? What flows out is what flows in, right? Are you engaging on the content of your followers or only on the people you follow, right? You might not follow back all of your followers, although I do highly suggest following back the people who frequently engage with you. But even if you don't, right, like, are you still taking time to go on your followers list, look at their stuff and engage on it? Followers are some of your best leads because they have already selected you. They have already chosen you. Yet so many people are neglecting that list alone, right? So many people are neglecting that list alone. Um, Stacey said, I told my friends that they received messages and they stopped following because they felt it was spammy. And so Stacey just had a good point. And I was setting auto messages. I am a big not fan of auto. uh, Oh, you're saying audio messages, not auto. Well, let's talk about the auto replies. Big not fan of that. They're not personalized. You don't like 
like you have like the ones that are just like, Hey, thanks so much for following like blah, blah, blah. And like, you really mean a lot. And here's my free lead magnet and here. It's like, Whoa, what? And also I'm like your best friend. What are you talking about? <laughs> like we talk every day. <laughs> we talk every day. Why am I getting, I know it's auto. I know I followed you and got that within one second, but I am a fan of quick replies so that you can add like a piece of text that you know you'll repeat a lot. So you can use set up a, a quick reply so that you type one word and that paragraph will pop up. But then supplement it with something personal. Take some time every day to do it at a specific time, not the minute that the message comes in. You can use auto auto uh, audio messages, but I don't think right away at first. Or if you do an audio, it's so hard to say audio when I'm trying to think auto, an audio message, follow it up with a text. Say, hey, like I just, this is just a message thanking you. It's not saying, hey, thanks for following me. Here's my latest seven tips to blah, blah, blah. And you can go download it here. It's literally, Stacy, thank you so much for following my account. Everybody who follows me, it means a lot to me. I couldn't even put out content without people like you here. I really appreciate you. If there's anything that I can ever do uh, or any kind of content that I can put out for you specifically, let, let me know, right? That's it. Like, that's it. Now, if I just do the uh, the the audio, chances are most people aren't even going to listen to it. If I say, hey, this is truly a personalized message, just thanking you, no sales for being a part of my community, some people will listen to it. If not, they at least read the little summary of it by text, right? But you have to leave out that, and here are my seven tips. And if you want to find out more, click here. And if you'd like to schedule a call with me to do this, it's a genuine Thank you for, and if you can acknowledge something about their account, right? So let's say Stacy follows me. She's new, a new to me follower. And I go to check out Stacy's account, which is why it can't be an auto message. I go to check it out. And I see Stacy just posted a photo of new sunglasses. She bought new sunglasses. I don't know. That's not true. I made that up. Don't go looking at her account for new sunglasses, but she's wearing new sunglasses, right? If I message her and say, Stacy, Thank you so much for following me. It is so great to meet you. Also, killer sunglasses, by the way. <laughs> like, loved the post about them. I'm on Amazon right now trying to find them. Let me know. Are they great quality? And thanks so much for, like, again, for being part of my community. I really appreciate everybody who follows me. If I could ever put out any kind of specific content for you, just let me know. Now that that pops a lot more than just thanks for following me, right? It's like, oh my God, Rita took the time to go look at my account. She looked at a photo. She's now talking to me about the photo. It makes it feel like a real relationship builder, which it is because I'm investing the time into that, right? It's not like I'm getting 500 followers a day, guys. Let's be honest. Nobody on Instagram at this point (laughs) is getting even close to that a day, right? That's another whole class for another whole day. But do you know what I mean? So when you're thinking about those messages, cut out the auto messages. People do not want to message back and what those bots, here's the thing. Are you making it easy and digestible for the person or are you making it easy and digestible for you, right? For you. It should never be about you. It should always be about the other person. Are you making that person feel truly seen truly valued and truly heard. An auto message doesn't do it because they know you didn't see them follow. They know that you didn't send that immediately. I mean, that you didn't take time to type that up right then. They know it happened on an automatic pilot. People just know that. It doesn't make them feel valued, seen, or heard. It might not make them mad, but it doesn't make them feel valued, seen, or heard, right? Now, the mention on the story thing, that's kind of good too. Like, thanks for mentioning me on your story. But again, people know 
you didn't, you didn't send that right then necessarily, right? Like in the moment, like if it comes that lickety split quickly. So I would rather just have that as a quick reply that I send at seven o'clock every night to everybody who mentioned me in a story, like, thanks so much for mentioning. And I would reference it. Thanks so much for mentioning my masterclass. Thanks so much for mentioning my clubhouse room. I can do the thanks so much for mentioning as a quick reply. So it pops up and then type the thing. The more time you invest in making it personal, the bigger the return is going to be. And at the end of the day, it's not that big of a time commitment unless you have 5,000 people mentioning you in a story every day, which let's just be honest, again, most of us do not, right? So it's, are you making it easy for you to the detriment of showing people you're really invested in personalizing your outreach to them? And that's kind of the problem with some of the auto messages. Um, okay, so we talked about your follower list, guys. That's a huge source, untapped source of people who have already selected you. Other audiences. What I mean by other audiences is when you're speaking, whether it's a virtual speaking engagement, an in-person speaking engagement, when you're on a podcast, when you're tell when you're if you're leading a clubhouse room, having people DM you, right, to whatever. If I'm speaking and I'm like, hey guys, uh, let's say that this is an in-person thing. And I'm like, Hey guys, if you want to receive the, my seven tips or my, my template for, or my whatever related to DMing for, you know, success in the DMs, DM me, DM me the word DM, (laughs) send me a message on Instagram, DM, say DM me, Rita, and I'll send it to you. Now you're in my DMs, right? If I'm on a podcast, Hey, if you, if you want my seven tips to whatever, just DM me the word seven tips and I'll send it to you, right? People are already going to just click on my Instagram handle in the show notes and DM me this word. People are more likely to DM you a word than go click on a link. It's just easier to remember. It's easier for them to do. It takes less time. They're usually checking you out on social media. Anyway, if I'm doing a Facebook live, instead of saying comment below, if you want blah, 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 I can say, guys, hit me up in a message. I'm going to check all the folders, the other folder, the weird folders, the spam folders. I'm going to check them all. Send me a message that says need more or whatever it is. People are more likely to do that than actually comment and show other people that they're interested. Think about it, especially with what a lot of us do. If I'm like, are you struggling in your business? (laughs) Are you struggling to get your first client and make money and generate revenue? If so, comment below and I'll send you my book. And you're like trying to look like a business owner out in the world. The last thing you want to do is actually openly admit, you know, like to everybody, I'm struggling and my business really sucks and I've never had a client before. Let's just be honest, right? You're not wanting to do that. So like, you're more likely to DM me something privately (laughs) than you are to actually like, comment below with it, right? But these are all places that you can start conversations, right? On your follower list, try to get to know your followers on a personal level. You do that by engaging on their stuff and then sending them a DM. So send them a DM, engage on their stuff, acknowledge their stuff, look at their stories, engage on their, you know, again, engage on their stories, all of that. Get to know them, thank them, ask them open-ended questions to learn about them to start the conversation, right? So now let's talk about keeping the interactions as you keep them going, focused on the pot, people are actually more willing to talk about what's going well and what's working than what's not. Now, marketing teaches us to talk about pain points and challenges, and I'm not saying that's bad because we need to do that. But in the comments, if you talk about what's working, people are more in your quizzes and your polls. Every now and then I'll say, what's your biggest challenge or what's your biggest frustration? But those polls don't get nearly as much engagement when I say, what's working well for you right now? 
Instagram, Facebook, whatever. People always want to talk about what's working. What's your favorite thing? What's your, what exercise is easy for you to do as opposed to how is it hard? What habit is working for you? What mindset? Like, so focus it on the positive. People will be more likely to engage and interact. Keep it personalized. When people say these interactions aren't working or aren't netting the results they want, it's because they are using auto replies. It's not personalized. It's not, it's just a quick reply that, yeah, acknowledges something, but isn't personalized to the situation or that person. So focus it on the positive. Keep it personalized. Always be about learning more, right? It's just about learning. You're learning about a person. You're learning about a thing. You're lear- you want to ask more questions and listen more than you're actually putting out the words or talking. It's ongoing. There's no one and done here, right? If Leah, if Leah, I don't know, if I, if Leah comments on a thing and I message back and say, thanks so much, I'd love to know what's your favorite pin to use to journal, because maybe it was a post about journaling. She's like, oh my God, I love these pins. These pins are incredible, right? When I buy the pins, which I should do, it, <laughs> like if I'm really interested in pins, I shouldn't ask if I'm not. When I buy the pins, I should message her a photo of it. Oh my God, I bought these pins. I love them. Thank you so much. Or like whatever. Or even if it's not that, maybe I'll message later. Like, hey, like wondering, are you still keeping your journaling going? Like some people think because they don't get the result that they want from that immediate thing because they're attached to that outcome, they stop the conversation. But they're, and, and you're not trying to shove everything in one message. That's what we've already said no to. Hey, thanks so much for following me. Like, it's really important that you're a member of my community. And, you know, anytime that you have a question about your business and building your business, I'd love for you to know. In fact, on my website, there's a quiz and there's a quiz that you can take that will teach you the right next step to take in your business so that you can blah, blah, blah. In addition, I have a free masterclass that I'm I'm teaching on this date. And here's the link for that. It's in my bio. And if you'd love to talk more about your business, here's a link you can schedule a call. It's like, whoa. WTF, you know nothing about me or what my needs are, what my problems are, anything, right? So you don't have to put everything in the one message. The whole point is an ongoing conversation and that may take a while, right? That may take a while. Um, Keep it open-ended as much as possible. Open-ended questions are always going to be the best way because you're just genuinely interested. Like, hey, like, tell me about a time that you whatever, or uh, I don't know, but open-ended questions, Okay. And it's always just about building rapport. It's not about the outcome. Now, before we get to pivoting these conversations that you've opened, I want to give a few more tips that can make starting the conversations and keeping the conversations going more powerful. The audio feature, the voicemail feature is powerful. It tends to work better when you've already established conversation and rapport with a person. Also, a lot of people, again, they're places they can't listen. They don't have their AirPods in. They're on a bus. They're in their car. They're out at a grocery store. Um, they they don't know what you're saying and they don't want to play it around other people. Um, it's too long. They only have a minute. Their attention span short. They can think faster than you can talk. So it has its place to be personal. If you're going to do it, don't record one long audio message, do three short ones, three 10 second ones. Like, Hey, Sharon, I was thinking about you and I thought you would actually be a perfect fit for, for a pro. Again, I'm saying this because pretend I have talked to Sharon. So this is, we're kind of at the pivoting in this example. This is a pivot, but like, Hey, you know, I know we've been talking about blah, blah, blah. And I've got this free masterclass coming up that I think you might be good for. Um, you might enjoy it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it in the next message. And then I play the next message, right? Hey, it's called the blah, blah, blah class. You can find the link 
in the whatever. And then I'll do one more message. Like, go ahead, feel free to sign up. But only after I've kind of gotten buy-in to be able to do that. Only after I've established rapport and I have a relationship with Sharon. That shouldn't be the first thing that I do. But the voicemail features can be good if used at the right time in the right way at the right moment. And if you summarize what you said in the voicemail in a text, just in case people can't listen to the voicemails, right? Or at least let people know what's in the voicemail and what's in it for them to listen to it. The video feature is the best. No, the video, if you haven't, and you can, you can do this in a way that feels personal without you having to record a video for each person. Although I'm the person that will record a video <laughs> for each person, but you can have like one, I don't know. You can have one showing something fun and you've got something fun going on and it's saved in your videos and you just send that video to somebody. And it's, if it's your thank you video, it might be me with my favorite mug or something like, Hey, like every morning when I drink my coffee, like I love seeing who's followed me and like, thank you so much for following me overnight. Like, I'd love to know what's your favorite coffee mug. You're such a valuable member of my community. And then I could follow that up with a personal like text message, right? So if I'm texting, in case I can't watch the video or listen, it'll say, just sharing my favorite coffee mug, finding out who follows me every morning is like my favorite thing. Um, would love to know, do you have, are you a coffee mug person? I'd love to see a photo of your favorite coffee mug. Like I can then follow that up with a text. So I've done both, right? So, but letting you see people's, the energy, the into, the way you move, your environment creates that rapport and builds real. It's also more likely they're going to see something that they could ask about or relate to. I get so many, when I record videos from here, I get so many questions about these books. Rita, what books are those? What are the books you've got back there, right? So you can give people an easy opening if you're doing something like that too. The quick reply feature we already talked about. So now we're gonna get to pivoting conversations. Always ask for permission to pivot the conversation. So what does that look like? Let's say that I know that the relationship selling mastermind, or keep calling it a mastermind, it's mini mind, the relationship selling mini mind. Uh, well, I'll, I'll use a different example because that's a new program. Let's my I have a program called the most important thing, right? If I did a story saying, what's your biggest challenge in your business? And it's a quiz and it's product, it's all the pieces of the program, productivity or uh getting a client or um, my elevator pitch or the things I teach in the class would be options in the quiz. Let's say somebody votes on productivity. Then I can send them a DM to say, hey, hey, would it? thank you so much for voting on my poll. I'm, I see that you picked productivity. I'd love to know, is it okay if I ask you one more question about that? To which they'll always write, sure. And I'll say, okay, cool, thanks. Like, what is it about productivity? Is it that your day is too full? Is it that you don't know what to do in your day? Is it that you're filling your day with stuff, but it's not it's not getting you results. Like, I'd love to know a little bit more about that. And then I'll just ask a few more clarifying questions, right? At which point I may go, hey, you know, based on this conversation, there is something that I do that I think might be a good fit for you. Is it okay if I tell you about it? Is it okay if I tell you about it, right? I think I have something that can help you solve that problem. And I would reference a specific problem based on our conversation. And they'll say, sure, I'd love to hear about it great, right? Like it's a program. It's called the most important thing. And I don't put all the, the whatever in it. It's like, Hey, it's this program and, and blah, blah, blah. You can go check it out here. Like, um, in fact, I'll follow up with you tomorrow to see if you thought it was a good fit or whatever. Is that okay? Right. To which, and I'll say Rosie, cause I just saw her, her chat. Rosie will go, sure. Yeah, I'll check it out. Feel free to message me tomorrow. Okay, cool. Right. Okay, cool. So like, 
again, these aren't for like clients you've worked with who have been in programs before with you, whatever. Like you can just say, hey, I was thinking about you and I think you'd be a good fit for this, right? They've already bought into you because they're already working with you and they want to know if there's something that you have. But I'm talking about for people that you're just starting the conversations with that you don't really have that. You establish the rapport, you get the information you need. So it's a natural, right? Relationship selling is still about selling. It's about building a relationship so you help solve a problem for people, meaning you have to know or help people give a result, meaning you have to have the conversations around that. And if it turns out that whatever the answer is in this example of productivity, if my course doesn't solve it, I'm not going to make the recommendation for the course. Do you know what I mean? It would make no sense. It's like, oh, I got the information I needed. This person's not a good fit for the course. That's not the right solution for them. I'm not still going to pitch the course, you know? Um, But you have to ask for permission. The key piece here is pivoting the conversation to ask for permission. But now you can see the importance of reverse engineering, if you know, well, you know, the reason I'm starting conversations over the next two weeks is really to to see who would be a good fit for my program. The reason I'm starting a conversation over the next week is to see who would be a good fit for my masterclass. The reason I'm starting a conversation is to see information about what course I might create. If you know why you're starting conversations, what the end goal is for it, or maybe it's just to engage my audience, to get more responses, to find out more about the content they want, but always know what the purpose is, right? Everything you do, you should know the purpose of what you're doing so you can measure the results and the success. This is where in the relationship mini mind, one thing we are going to do is align your sales calendar to your marketing calendar and your content calendar, and then talk about how you can use that to start conversations that are all authentic with content marketing and sales, right? That's bigger than this class, much bigger than this class. But when most people are struggling with their sales, it's because they haven't aligned their content marketing and sales calendar, or they think they have, and they haven't actually done it in the right way for the right lengths of time. They're focused on too many things or pulling attention in too many directions and all of that, right? But again, key takeaway here, ask for permission to pivot the conversation. Then you have to make an invitation, right? Like you have to invite, is this something that you'd be interested in signing up for? Would you like to talk to me more about this? Uh, Is this something that you'd like to move forward with? Would you like to hear more about this? Would you like to schedule a Zoom with me so we can talk about it more? Whatever the invitation is. So after you ask for permission to talk about the thing, don't just talk about the thing, right? If I was like back to the Leah example, if I, a productivity example, and I'll, I'll, I don't know if I matched it with Leah, but I will for now. Um, and let's say it was Leah who, or who said, blah, 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 productivity. And I'm like, oh, and I ask more questions and I find out my program could solve that problem. It said, Leah doesn't know the right things to do in a day. And she's filling her day with all kinds of things and she's not getting results. And that's exactly what my program solves. Then I can message her. The next message would be like, hey, I have a, I think I have something you would be interested in that could solve that. Is it okay if I tell you about it? If she's like, yes. And I'm like, cool, I have this program. It's called the most important thing. Here's why I think it's a good fit for you. You're definitely going to walk away with this. So many people just leave the message there and they wait for that person to show interest before they like do the invitation. Most people won't show interest without the invitation. It's why at restaurants, guys, waiters have to come up and say, would you like something to drink? Would you like something to order? There's literally a study on our brain that until we are forced to have to make a decision, we will not make a decision right? And so we all know what happens at a restaurant. We all know we sit at a booth or a table and a waiter. We know the point of the waiter 
the waiter's going to ask us what we want to eat, but don't we wait until the waiter asks us? It's not like the waiter comes up and stands there and you're like, I would like five slices of pizza and a beer. Uh, apparently I want pizza tonight. I would like, I would like this and a beer, right? Like, no, you're wait. What would you like? Welcome. Because our brain, until we are asked to tell, like make a decision, doesn't want to do that on its own. And it will also stay in decisive. I mean, in analyst mode. So until somebody says, what would you like to eat? Most of us will continue to look at the menu and be like, I don't know. What do I want? What do I want? And it's not until the waiter says, do you know what you'd like? That suddenly you're like, oh, I'd like that lobster. I would like, I would like the lobster, please. <laughs> I would like the lobster. I want lobster too tonight. Um, it's not until we're forced to, right? Same thing here. You have to make the invitation for people to say yes or no. So it's not enough for me to say about the class. I have to think, oh, is that something that you'd like to learn more about? Is that something that you'd like to sign up for? Is that whatever the next the right invitation would be. Is that something you'd like to hop on a Zoom and talk about? Is that something that you'd like to move forward with, right? Like they will say yes or no or move the conversation forward. But if I just leave it there without the invitation, it's just gonna linger and sit and go nowhere. Then it's easier to pivot a conversation if you move people to a low risk next step. This is why I really love most of my conversations, not being about signing up for a program, unless it's an entry level program, but it's usually about something free that will lead to the program, right? Again, I'm getting quality vetted people. I only want people like people on this class. I know you're, you want to sell more hundred percent. Now I know you want to sell more. You are quality fit people for the relationship. There's no secret here. You're quality fit people for the relationship mini mind that I told you about at the beginning. And I'll tell you about at the end and I'll tell you about in the emails that follow up. Right. But I know you are, because I know that this is a kind of topic you're interested in. And this is the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about in the mini mind. But if we had started a conversation online through the DM, if I did the whole thing, I got you in the DM and then ask for permission to tell you about something. It's easier if the invitation is to something free. Hey, I have something that I think will help you. It's my blah, blah, blah masterclass and it's happening, whatever. Is it okay if I send you the link for that? Would you like more information? Would you like me to sign you up for it? Would you like to, whatever the invitation is, it's going to be much easier to get the yes <clears throat> to that. Then I know that people who register for that course, they are more likely to be interested in the relationship selling mini mind, right? It would be more difficult. It would be a bigger bridge I would have to cross if from the DM, my next thing is sign up for the relationship mini mind, right? So when you're making an invitation, think about a list builder, a free course, maybe a very low cost item. Like what is that low risk next step that makes it easier to pivot? It should be not the whole thing. Again, you're not trying to eat the whole apple. It's a bite right? It's a process. And this is where aligning your sales calendar and your marketing calendar and your content calendar becomes so important. I can talk about a masterclass for two weeks leading up to the masterclass in a variety of ways to build a list of people who are good for the masterclass because I know everybody who signs up for the masterclass is a good fit for the program. So I need the masterclass to happen at least two weeks before the program. And I need to be, so I need to be promoting the masterclass for two weeks before the masterclass so that I can then promote the program for two weeks before the program start date, right? So a lot of times it's about that alignment as well. But are you moving people to just get on the phone? And we'll, I mean, on the phone can be a low risk thing, but if it's to, for private coaching or a high end, whatever, that's still scary. It's like, whoa, or are you moving people to something low risk? Okay, but let's talk about closing the sale. When is the right moment to do this? People are like, oh my gosh, some conversations go on forever or something like the answer is going to annoy the hell out of you. When is it right? When it feels right. 
when it feels not forced, when it feels authentic, when it feels like there is a natural moment in the conversation where it makes sense, right? If I was talking about like whatever, and then somebody messages and in the chat, they're like, oh God, DMs. I hate selling in DMs. And I'm like, so funny that you say that. Like I'm actually teaching a class on it, right? If if I had just said, what's your favorite part of sales or what, what's working and what's not? And somebody said, oh, getting clients doesn't work. And I immediately go to, well, I have this class selling in the DMs. You can sign up for that. Like that's not as natural feeling, right? There was no true, like real connection between I have trouble signing clients to like DM stuff. Right. But like, if I can make the bridge from that and then somebody's like, Oh, I hate DMS. And I'm like, really, you should like, can I tell you about this class that I think may change your mind on it? It's more natural. So when is the right moment to pivot and then ask for the close and extend the invitation and all of that? When it feels right, when it's the right moment, Sometimes you might have to follow up. There might be people here who've signed up for a class before for me that I sold them in the DM. And the most important thing I really sell in the DMs a lot, the the other program, actually all of them now, but the most important thing is when I sell a lot in the the DM and I'll go through all of this, like I said, and I'll make an invitation like, hey, like, hey, is this something you'd like to move forward with? And maybe I don't get an answer. Well, that doesn't mean no, unless somebody says no, I haven't gotten an answer. So like following up, like, hey, just circling back on this, was thinking about you. Like I've got pending invites right now for the relationship mini mind. People are getting follow-ups. In fact, the three signups that came within 24 hours were all because of a follow-up. It was like, hey, just pinging you. I saw that you checked it out. Or like, I know you're interested. Or like, I'm just curious if you have any questions. Or So follow-ups, but the follow-ups are also like truly authentic until you get a no though, people will very clearly tell you no, if they, if they don't want something right. But you can, and you can also give people an out and there's a way to do that. But the idea is just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to follow up. Even if I make an invitation, like, Hey, would you like to, is this something you'd like to move forward with? If Julie's like, I don't know, maybe I have to think about it. I don't know if it's right fit. Cool. Right. But then I can either make another invitation. Would you like to schedule a call where you could just ask some questions about it? Oh, no, no, I don't need to do that. Okay, cool. Like, well, when are you thinking you're going to make your decision about it? Do you even know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it starts on whatever. Right. So I need to make my decision by whatever. Cool. Like, is it, is it okay if I follow up with you in a couple of days? Like, maybe on Wednesday to like see, like, I'm still getting the permission even for the follow up. Right. But don't be afraid. It's like, ask for it and follow up, follow up, follow up. Um, so when is the right moment? Do not be afraid to follow up. Having in your, especially on Instagram, guys, having one focused link that is focused on what you're marketing over a link tree link is always going to be better. And I'll tell you why. Right? When you're doing these things in the DMs, guess what? People are going to check out your profile. They're going to go over. They're going to look. You might even refer people like, hey, you can go click on the link in my profile. But if I go click on the link in your profile and I see the paid thing that you told me I'm a good fit for. And I see your podcast and I see, I don't know, some free downloadable resource that you have. Let's say that's what it is. It's like your program, your podcast, and a free downloadable resource. What do you think is going to happen? So you got me all the way through. You got me interested. It's like, would you like more information on that? I'd love more right now. It would be bad to actually refer me to a link. You should actually just schedule a call with me or you should just send me the link in the DM, but pretend for whatever reason, you're like, hey, it's it's on my Instagram or you're in a story or something. And you're telling people, go to the link in my Instagram account. So let's say I'm even watching your story and I go to the link in your Instagram and I see three different things. The program you're talking about that you're trying to get people to sign up for, a podcast that you run or a free list builder. 
What do you think is going to happen? Now you've put obstacles to me signing up because guess what? Especially if I'm not your BFF and I already love everything you do, right? Now I'm going to go, huh, maybe I'll listen to a couple of episodes of her podcast first. Let me listen to her podcast first. Oh, let me get this downloadable. If I get this list thing, then I can work through it and see if that helps. And if that's good, then maybe I'll sign up for the class. And then guess what? I'm going to get that thing and I'm not going to work through it or it's not going to be the right thing or it's not really the right thing to position the thing or I'm going to go listen to your podcast and I'm going to get sucked into the podcast or whatever. You're putting obstacles towards me signing up for the thing. If the only option I have is the thing you want to direct me to, then I'm more likely to do the thing. I'm not going to like go and and say, oh, after I do this, then I can blah, blah, blah. Let me listen to a couple of episodes. Let me go read her blog a couple of times. Let me like go check out this thing. Oh, she's got a clubhouse room next week. Let me go check out the clubhouse room. Like this is where knowing at any given day, what the thing is you're trying to direct people to is important. Right now, the link is to this class. After this, the link is going to be to my wait list for the relationship selling mini mind, right? Like um, after that, it'll be something else. Maybe there will be a podcast episode I really want to draw people to. Like, am I maybe missing out on a few people who might listen to my podcast with e- with more ease if they could click on a link to it? Maybe. But am I more likely to get clients because now they're not going to go click on my podcast and think they have to listen to 10 episodes before they can sign up for my class? Like, yes, right? So the one focused link on your bio rotating for the thing that you want to draw attention to is always going to serve you better, right? Than having a link to a couple of different things. That's something we're going to go deeper into in the relationship selling mini mind, by the way, because some people are like, but what if I'm not selling something? And is it okay to link to both a podcast and a list builder? And like, yes, but we should still have a, a very clear purpose for the week, for the month, based on your marketing and like what your goals are and all of that. And we're going to set all that up in the relationship selling uh, mini mind. Closing the sale, use the link feature in the stories. Use that link feature. It's new, it's for everybody. You can now add a link. It's easy for people just to go click, go right to the page and do the thing. That's a great way to close the sale. Um, Make sure in the DM, because a link is clickable, you can actually put the link in there directly, right? Instead of saying, go to my Instagram. Again, take away as many obstacles, as many steps as you can for people. Further nurturing. Again, if you're moving them to the low risk thing, right? Then you can nurture them further. If I'm trying to, if my goal is always to move people from Instagram to my list and my list can be by registering by a free, for a free masterclass, registering for a contest, registering for a free download, whatever I'm marketing at the time. If it's always from DMs, I'm moving people into a low risk thing. Now they're on my list. Now they're going to get further nurtured through my emails. Maybe I move them into my Facebook group. That's a low risk thing. Now they're going to get further nurtured there. Maybe I move them over to something else, right? Whatever you have. And that's where they're going to get further nurtured. But the idea is a lot of times if you do the low risk thing into the further nurturing, where people think DMs don't work is when they don't get the result immediately. Well, I sent a DM, somebody commented that sales is their problem and I had the sales, whatever. And I DM'd them and I said, hey, the sales thing is right for you. And that person was like, yeah, not right now, but thanks. Well, I guess DMs don't work or they didn't respond back or they didn't, whatever. But if that person had gotten put into your nurturing cycle, into your community, in your world, a year later, two years later, six months later, whatever it is, they would become a client then right? Again, it's not about the immediate tip for tip. If I show up and do these things, the results will come in. Will it come in directly, immediately, and exactly from the thing? Probably not. Could, but will it come in from all different ways? 100%, right? Just remember this. Conversion in the DMs is all about establishing rapport, inviting people at the right moment, 
where it makes sense and inviting them into a low risk moment, having aligned marketing and sales and content, aligned marketing and sales and content, having a solid sales model. This is where solidify your content marketing and sales is important. If you don't have a solid sales model, so one is your sales flow of your offerings. The next is your sales process, your actual sales call process, pre-call, on the call, and post-call, a true process, which is something we are definitely establishing in the relationship selling mini mind, you're going to struggle because you're not moving people through all the touch points in the right way at the right time. You also need to measure metrics, measure metrics that matter. That's something we're going to go into in the mini mind as well. But again, when you know what your goal is, it's easier to measure the right return than if you didn't have a clear goal going into it in the first place. And when it comes to your mindset, to close this out, quality, not quantity. It's the quality of the messages, not the quantity. So the more people that interact, the more people that are, the more quality those conversations are going to be as opposed to cold calling through direct messages, which I think is a no-no. You have to detach, detach from the results. And it's always, always, always about relationship and connection, not the outcome. The outcome is a byproduct. If you create relationships and connections, then when you do add an invitation, when you do pivot, then the outcome is more likely. But your focus, should, if it never gets to the pivot, if it never gets to the invite for that moment in time, that's okay. Your priority is the relationship and connection. Don't forget, guys, I'm going to open it up to questions. The Relationship Selling Mini Mind. It's a three-month program. It's May June, July, it actually starts like this. It really is May, June, July into the first week of August. It meets two times a month. If you're on the wait list for it, you'll also get three private calls with me, which is like a $1,500 value. Um, so it's one training per month with videos, workbooks, and transcripts, all on client enrollment strategy, handling objections, lead generation and conversion, which includes the sales and marketing and content alignment we were talking about. You get two group coaching sessions a month. I'm limiting it to 10 people. Everybody gets a hot seat in those two group sessions. Also, if you're on the wait list, you also get a one hour private call with me for each of the three months. That in itself is a $1,500 value. And there's a sales strategy planning document that I review personally with my own eyes after you fill it out and help you finalize it and tweak it. So you have real actionable strategies to implement everything that we talk about. In addition to the community, also, daily mindset emails to keep you focused on your goal with sales. Like, I, you're, you'll get an email from me every day with a journal prompt or an aff- affirmation, encouragement for the challenge or the thing that we're working on, um, and then all the support you need to really do it. So, if you want to learn more, just go to readamimidoit.com/slash minimind. That's how you can get on the wait list. And uh, if you get on the wait list, then um, you get the, if you sign up, you get the three free calls for me if you end up being a really great fit. So um, that's, that's it. All right, lovelies. I will see some of you tomorrow. And the most important thing, the rest of you uh, have a good one and everybody on replay. If you have any questions, email me at Rita at RitaMamieDoIt.com. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcast, and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. 
So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamamedoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.